Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Oracle. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast. My name is Brian Moran, and I'm your host. My guest today is Rita Lasansky, CEO of GrowBiz Media, a media and custom content company focusing on small business and entrepreneurship. Reva is widely recognized as one of America's top small business advocates. She's authored the best-selling book, Start Your Own Business, and was editorial director of Entrepreneur Magazine for over 25 years. Reva is also one of our members on the SMB Experts panel, sponsored by Oracle, and I would like to welcome to her to my podcast. Welcome, Reva. It's great to be with you, Brian. <laughs> no, if they only knew, right? Right, right. So the inside joke is that it took us about five days to figure out why we couldn't record the podcast. And thankfully, we we're having some issues. And it was with Reva, who I've known for over 20 years. So we finally figured it out and we are in record mode. Uh, kudos to you and I for our persistence in making this yes. happen. And it just shows if you ever have issues, it's good to have them with friends. <laughs> <laughs> that is 100% true. So I, I am excited, Reva. You, uh, you are one of the first people that I'm doing this podcast with. And we've talked over the years in many different ways. We've talked on panels. We've talked on radio shows. We've been interviewed. So uh, this is just one more uh, like... Um, evolution in uh, in our ongoing small business relationship yes we that never let it be said that we don't we don't adapt to the newest technology <laughs> may take right. us a while that's but we're right. there <laughs> that's right i'm sure somebody else would have had to figure it out in 30 seconds and it took us about five days <laughs> right but we did it <laughs> right all right, so let's get to the to the uh, the nitty gritty of why we're talking today. We have a couple of things that that I want to cover in this podcast. The first thing I want to talk about is you have a new book out uh, I, with with Barry Moltz called "Small Business Hacks: A Hundred Shortcuts to Success." Tell us about that. Yeah, so it it is it's new. Um, you can order it on Amazon, or I'm assuming. Um, other other places or go to your small business hacks.com. It's about, um, it, you know, it's, it's sort of what it says. It's shortcuts to success. We know, you know, I know we've been doing this for so long that business owners don't have time and they're not necessarily looking for in-depth, uh, you know, examinations to answer a question. They have a question they want an answer and they want to get the answer and then get out and do what they do. And what we've done here is, is do that. No chapter is longer than 600 words. Each chapter is its own hack. And it's like, oh, you want to, you know, like you wrote the chapter on social media. You want to know about social media? Here's Brian Moran telling you in, you know, 600 words, here's what you need to know about social media. Read it and now go act upon it. We're not trying to drown you in the minutia. We just want to tell you what you need to know so you can go do it. I love it. So it's a book that's going to be dog-eared, have coffee stains on it. Uh, they're going to have post-it notes on their favorite chapters. It's a real practical how-to guide that can help you with actionable insights for your business every single day. 
Exactly. Exactly. We don't expect you to sit down and, you know, open it up to chapter one and read it. We want you to, like, oh, you know what? I, I, how do I do this? What do I do? Oh, I have an angry customer. You know, how, how do I do? What do I react? You know, oh, somebody gave me a bad review on Yelp. What do I do? Mm-hmm. So here it is. Here's what you do. Read it, do it, and then just move on to the other things you need to do. I think part of the, the problem for small business owners is there's so much to do and only so much time that you can get it done in mm-hmm. that they don't, you know, they're not like they're, they don't have time to sit and like, Ooh, let me read this 300 page book to then absorb it. It's like, right. nobody has time for that. You know that you own a business. I own a business. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm lucky I can, I don't read anymore, <laughs> which is so sad. I don't even read mm-hmm. fiction anymore, mm-hmm. which is so sad. Mm-hmm. No time. Yeah. Well, I, I, I started to make time and, I, that, and that's a totally separate conversation. One that I'd love to have with you about time management, time robbers and treating time as the only real important currency in your in your business, in your life. But let's get back to this book. So tell me some of your favorite hacks from the book. Well, of course, I love your chapter because <laughs> I think you really <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because. <laughs> If people know you and me, they know I would not tell right, you something right. nice just to say it. No. Um, because it's it's about looking at social media in a different way. It's a it's a little bit more strategic. Mm-hmm. And I think that that sometimes um that's what we need. That's you know, like when people hear about social media, they're like, Okay, I need to get on social media and then they, you know, jump on all of them and they're they're not really figuring out, well, is this where my customers are? Is this what is this what I need to do? But I I, I also think there's 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 practical information like one of the, the things that I like in here is depending on where you are in your in your business journey, you know, uh, we're, we're going to see uh, from people I know at Biz by Sell, and they've written three chapters in this book. Um, it's it's about people my age, you know, the 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 middle of the baby boom, right? Who are maybe they own a business and they're thinking, okay, uh, my kids don't want it, so maybe I need to sell my right. business. Well, you know, you can, you, there's certain things you need to know before you do that. So we want to arm you with, you know, here's some information, like how to actually figure out maybe with your accountant or with a trusted advisor, what is your business mm-hmm. worth? We know that a lot of business owners sometimes tend to um, over overvalue their business. And, and one of the, and well, one of the things that's important is for that. And we talk about it in the book is that concept of goodwill, right? right? So it's, it's intangible. It's, it's the fact that your customers like to do business with you because of the goodwill you've be, you've built up. Well, the problem with that is if you're that kind of business and you have a ton of goodwill, if you're gone, that goodwill has no right. value. They may trust the business, but you're not there anymore. So, you know, how do you how do you kind of reassure people, you know, it's the same business? There's all those kind of things. So what to look for on you want to sell your business or on the other hand, same age demographic. Mm-hmm. There are people in that demographic who have spent their life in corporate businesses and don't want to do that anymore and are like, okay, let me buy a business. What do I do? So it's like what to look for when you want to buy a business. And so we, we cover things like that. We cover, so what do we, what we did is Barry and I divided up the chapters and then we also asked experts, um, people we know with, you know, information 
um, sort of inside scoop. So I had my sister write some chapters in here, which sounds like, oh, nepotism. But no, my sister's not a writer. But she has, you know, 25 years in the HR business. She was a VP of HR for a big company. So I don't know anything about HR. In fact, when I used to manage people, if I had a problem, I used to call my sister and say, what do I do? So that's what I did. That's what I did for the book. I said, okay. I called my sister. I said, Here's three chapters on HR that we need to let people know. You write them because you're you're, you're so, the expert. So you mean the chapter? And the, that, that's the chapter doesn't say for HR. Call Reva's sister. <laughs> no. Yeah. We should. Yeah, right? that, I used to say to the that. Chase. We should set her up as as a um, as sure. a consultant. And then my last one of my other favorite chapters here is. Um, And it's very short. This chapter, I actually wrote it. And I don't even know that it's, um, it's 200 words. But one of the things that if you have, if you're a retailer, or an e-tailer, if you have a website, one of the things that um, small business retailers, and I'm covering both on and offline there, tend to do is they're scared of Amazon, right? They think, oh, Amazon's going to put me out of business. So instead of being scared of Amazon, we're like, join Amazon. You know, it's the world, not the world, because pro- probably Tmall is bigger in China, but it's one of the biggest marketplaces that exists in the world. So why wouldn't you want to have your store in mm-hmm. that mall, mm-hmm. you know, essentially? And so create a store on Amazon, create a store on as many marketplaces as you can that makes sense. So when people are, going on Amazon to find something, they're more likely to find you there. Um, and, and you have to market it once you get there, then just to your website, which, you know, how are they going to find you on your website if, if you, you know, don't spend a zillion dollars on marketing, which obviously you can't right. as a small business and, owner. And my wife had a, a betting company uh, that she listed on Amazon. So, And there are definitely pluses and minuses for doing something like that. Um, so any, any new opportunities you're looking at for your business, you want to make sure you do your homework on it because what you don't want to do is six months into it, realize, oh, this was a mistake. You know, I only have a finite amount of resources, time, money, uh, human capital, and boy, this is really becoming a time suck for me. And, you know, I wouldn't have done it if I had known I'd be in this position six months later. But but a a lot of what you're talking about too, and- uh, this is I'm throwing a, a curveball at you, but a lot of what you're talking about is taking time to look at the big picture in your business. You know, you and I always talk about the weeds of your business versus the cloud of your business, right? That 20,000 foot view that shows yeah. where you've been, where you are now and where you want to go. Talk a little bit about that and the importance of scheduling regular time to look at the big picture. So this is this is going to be do as I say and not as I do because and it's not it's not that I don't want to do it. In fact, I had lunch with a friend yesterday and I said to him, I said, really, what I want to do is take a week off and you know from doing the things that I have to do, the tasks, the the writing, the interviewing, the blogs, the all the things that I do, so I can think, so I can think about. What I want to do, because the way I do it now is I get an idea and I jot it down on a sticky note, right? And I put the sticky note in a place that I think I'm not going to forget. But just three days ago, I found this old sticky note that something that I wanted to do starting in January. (laughs) And I didn't do it because the note has vanished for five months. So 
Yes. If you possibly can, you want to get out of the weeds, which is that the day to day, you know, where you're in there trying to see through all that, see through what you're doing. And nobody can take a week and no small business owner that I know can take a week and look at that. But even if you take a, a weekend or a, or a day or two and look at your business from with try to like step back from it and look at it objectively and take that, like you say, that, that, that 20,000 foot view of what's going on, not just in your business, but in your industry or with consumers in general, what's changing. The, the one thing that, that, the, the beauty of the American consumer is that there's constantly new things coming in, new demographics. Certain things remain the same. Certain, certain things are going to change. And so you have to look at those. And I want to say societal changes, but they're not that serious in terms of society. But it's in terms of demographics, who's what age and what age are things happening? Like, like weddings, you know, people are saying, oh, there are fewer weddings. It's not that there are fewer of them. It's just that people are getting married later. So that surge is going to come. And that, actually, that surge mm-hmm. is going to come starting now because of, of the where the millennials are in that cycle and what age um, they're starting to, to get married. And so in the next few years, we're going to see a surge in the number of weddings. And, and that has a lot of impact on a lot of industries, both products and services. Once that follows, what happens next? People get married, maybe they move. So there may be home buying or furnishing homes, or you're going to see a surge in those industries. And in fact, we know home decor is is doing very well right now. And then what happens? People are going to start having babies. I mean, you you see the headlines and go, oh gosh, you know, the birth rate is down. It's not. I mean, we're still having close to 4 million babies born every year, which 4 million is an official baby boom year. You know, I, so we're, we're, we're not quite there, but we're so close that if you round it off, we're there. And again, products and services. So you have to look around and we used to say in the old days when you and I worked together, um, we used to say, well, you know, look around your neighborhood and and see what people are doing. It doesn't matter anymore because the world is your neighborhood, right? Get a website. The world's your neighborhood. So if you have a passion for something and, and, you know, maybe you love, you want to have a baby clothing business. And if this were 20 years ago and you lived in, in a retirement community in Florida, let's say you couldn't do that business today. It doesn't matter. You can live in that retirement community and sell more baby clothes online. So take advantage of what we, what we have with technology. Technology has changed business. Right. And, totally. And I'm going it's to amazing. cover that. I want, technology is my next subject. But really, it sounds like what you're talking about is what are the trends in your marketplace and what are the economic indicators in your marketplace that you need to watch on a regular basis so that, it, you know, I, I talk a lot about the ripple effect in business. So it's not what may happen directly to your company, but you look at where you are on the uh, on the, um, you know, on the food chain in terms of you buy from this market, who buys from that market, who buys from another market, and then you go downstream and you sell your product to this person who then in turn uses it on their customers, right? Products as services. So you're exactly right. That the thing that that's so different today is everything is so interconnected, right? So so it's not just a, a 
a relationship between you and your customer, right? You have a relationship between you and your customer, but also between you and your supplier or your vendor or your, you know, the, the, the person who hosts your website, whatever it is, the one thing that we have to do today is juggle more relationships. And that shouldn't be hard, but, but you know, need to understand that, that that takes time as well. Right. And so getting back, you know, there's this overarching theme in our conversation so far, and it's all about time management, that, yeah. that everybody in business has the same number of hours in a day. The thing that's going to separate the winners from the losers is how they manage that time. You know, are you using your time productively to foster relationships, to keep your eyes and ears on the economic indicators and trends in your marketplace, to marry the big picture of where you are, where you're going versus the weeds of your business and and executing on your plan, right? Otherwise, what happens is nobody spends too much time in the clouds of their business. No one ever gets accused of that. It's always, you know, you hear the people who say, oh, I should be a fireman. I keep putting out all these fires, but they never determine the root cause of those fires. And if they did, you know, the, when they wake up in the morning and the first thing they do is grab their smartphone, it won't be the same nagging problem, whether it's, you know, a troubled employee, a tr- you know, a, 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 you know, a, a bad employee who is kind of like, you know, messing up your company or a customer who just, you know, pays chronically late. You know, at some point you just need, you know, those invoices will be late and late and late. You're going to have to adjust your financials. At some point, you either have to say to the customer, look, either you pay on time or we're going to have to let you go as a customer. But you looked at that from the big picture to say, this is the ramifications of letting that customer go six months down the line. Exactly. And I think people don't don't really realize that. Right. They don't think that that point A necessarily connects to point C. Right. But it does everything. It's it's every think of yourself kind of like you're at the center of the hub and each one of us is the center of our own hub. And we all have spokes going out. And and sometimes we're going to have a spoke going out to someone who has you know, a whole lot of spokes, more spokes than we do. And that's why you have to constantly evaluate your vendor relationships. You know, it's some of the things we also talk about in the book. Are you getting the best service that you can get? It's not just about giving service, which of course is important, but it's about, are you getting the best service that you can get? So which, because if you're not, you can't serve your customers. If you're not being well served, you cannot serve your customers well. Right, And you know, Reva, to, to your point, we joked around at the very beginning about trying to get this podcast up and running and the issues that we were having. And I won't mention the company. Maybe we'll do it at a later date. But the person who runs our podcast platform, I got the founder on the phone and he said, listen, yes. I'm, you know, I'm going to fix this because I want to make sure you have a, you know, a successful experience with my product. And so to his credit, he, he said, you know, here I am, let's fix this problem, which is allowing you and I to talk right now. And you're right. Exactly. So, so yeah, I needed that. If I, if he doesn't get on the phone with me and if I'm left to my own resources to try and figure out what the problem is, this podcast never gets off the ground. 
Right, right. And and truthfully, he told us what to do and it worked and then it didn't. But because he had told us what to do, we were now able to replicate that process. Right. And so because he taught us something and, you know, the next time we do this, we'll know for next time, okay, if it doesn't work the way it should, we know what to do to get it to work immediately. And that's really important, right? It's important mm-hmm. To constantly, and that's what I mean, you know, I think like what you talk about time management, and I think that is so important. We tend to follow the shiny object, right? Yeah. And so, wait, this is here, or I'm a business owner and I need to worry about selling. And, you know, that's always the, the push-pull of, of of a small business owner about you only have so much time in the day, you're likely don't have a lot of people um, in your company. That's why you're a small business. And it's the balance between serving the customers you have and then being out there trying to build your pipeline. Because invariably, a customer you have is going to leave for whatever reason. And you need to have someone in the pipeline to replace them. And that's a big balance of who do I take care of? Um, And all too often, entrepreneurs either worry about their existing customers and are ignoring the building the pipeline or they're so busy building the pipeline, they take their customers for granted. And those customers are, okay, wait, I'm going to find someone who is going to take better care of me. Just like you said, we were sitting there with the founder of the podcast company on the phone who was taking time out of his day to serve you and to serve us. And that that's really, it's extraordinary, but it shouldn't be extraordinary. Every business owner should be able to behave like that. A hundred percent agree. And, you know, the, all of these points that you talk about, uh, they come into this what if game, which I mentioned that I play with my clients. Just write down 10 questions. What if this happened? What if I lost my largest customer? What if my building burned down? What if my computer system got hacked? What if my best employee left to my largest competitor and he took two people with them? I don't tell you to play the what if game to put, you know, fear into you or make you lose right. sleep at night. But it it's what it does is it solidifies your foundation so that when it does happen, all you got to do is you break the emergency glass, you pull out the piece yeah. of paper that says, OK, building burned down. Here's what we're going to do. And and so it's about execution and not scrambling. But let, let right. me let, let me shift real quick to technology because that is such a critical part of conversations in every growing Mm -hmm. company today. You know, I read, uh, I was reading uh, a a retail story about the NRF, the National Retail Federation Conference that took place uh, in New York City in January. And somebody on a panel said, you know, you're no longer retailers, you're technology companies. Yes. And, and it's, that seems to be the, the overarching theme of, our growing economy moving forward is that we're companies aren't, uh, you know, they're no longer retailers or B2B companies or automotive companies. They're technology companies that do a certain thing. And so now you were at CES, right? In January. Yes. So yes. Tell, tell me what you saw, what innovative products or interesting technology tools that you saw that might be useful to business owners of growing companies. 
So one of the things I want I want to say is first though your example in terms of retail I grew up in that world right mm-hmm. my, my dad owned um, a retail store in in Queens and um, this is before malls so we're talking about in the 50s and 60s and one of the things that he because he was a neighborhood store and people only came literally from his neighborhood, he knew his customers. He knew what they liked, what they didn't like. Um, he knew what was going on with them, who lost their job, who, um, you know, who was having hard times, who was having good times. So when somebody walked in the door, he was able to give them excellent service. Mm-hmm. And that's what technology, because you know, you're not in that neighborhood anymore, right? You are you're either if you're in a mall or your people are coming online, your your neighborhood is bigger. So there's how do you know those people? How do you know what's going on? And it's about using technology. It's about using um, big data, which scares a lot of people off. But all big data is 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 tapping into um, the collective data out there. We know that the you know Google and Facebook and Amazon, everybody's gathering data about consumers. It's tapping into that so you know what your customers want, what they like, and then using that in your business so when somebody comes back, you know what they've bought. We've all had the experience when you shop on Amazon, it's there. So that's one of the big things. But one of the things that we're going to see that changes that, that is so important for retail that I saw at CES was voice assistants, the mm. series of the world, the Alexas of the world, you know, the Google Home and Apple just came out with theirs because people are using, it's opening up a whole new thing. And I'm going to, I haven't written about it yet, but I'm going to, it's about voice search, right? So you thought as a business owner, okay, SEO, you finally earned SEO. Mm-hmm. And then you have to, you have to, you know, do that with your content, with your website. Well, now you're going to have to, it's about voice search. It's about optimizing voice search because people are going to say, um, I don't want to say it. So to trigger something, they'll say, Siri, find me, blah, blah, blah. You know, find me, you know, a a shirt in size medium or whatever that is. And if you're not optimized for voice, they're not going to be able to 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 get a hold. Find that they're going to somebody else is going to pop up in that search. And so you have to figure that out. And the good thing about that is it's but things that people have had to learn about it. People talk to their devices Mm-hmm. As if they're talking to a person. Mm-hmm. And so so you can do search, not in weird search terms, but in search terms of that you use. Like, right. you know, I want to register conversational. 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 It's a switch, but you have, to, right. you, have to, you have to find that. So that's one thing that we saw. Well, um, now, let me I ask saw. you a question, though, let me, before you go on. So I'm a, I'm a business owner, and I want to activate voice assistance in my business. How do I do that? How, how do I, do I reach out to my IT company? You know, the, 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 do, do, is, you know, if I'm, if I'm small enough, is it that I go to my outsourcing partner, right? That does runs all my IT for me and say, look, I really, I want to, I want to put this voice assistance into my business to automate uh, a lot of the mundane tasks that tie up my employees. Is that where I'm going? Am I going to the menu? Am I going to IBM? Am I going to Oracle? Am I going to, you know, where, where do I go for that? 
So we're going to see more and more of the tech companies coming up with the with the programs to provide this, right? So we all have, if you're a retailer, right, you have a, a point of sale system. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's going probably to be absorbed into that, into those kind of systems where you don't want to do it yourself, right? You can't, right. you and I couldn't possibly do that. <laughs> and that, and, it and again, five days to get this podcast going. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but we, we have other things to do. That's a waste of time. You know, that's just, yeah. it's, so there are companies out there who are going to do that to you. So that's what I would do. I would go to the people that I work reliably with. You know, there are some tech companies who say, go to our partners, you know, so um, what used to be called the bars, the partners, and they're yeah. going to set it up for you. And that has a lot of advantages because those partners often are local mm-hmm. and so can come into your store or come into wherever you operate your online business and and set you up to right. to make that happen. So I think the, the thing that I find um, encouraging, and I'm not just saying this, is that in the old days, and I mean, that's even just 10 years ago, um, there were the big, te- the, the technologies for the big companies, for the big retailers and the, the, the programs that small business got. Um, I used to laugh with Ray Boggs, um, you know, about it. He does all this research mm-hmm. is they would just take a big program and chop it and say, here, they do, would just like indiscriminately chop it and say, here it is for small business. And you got this line. thing. Yeah, right. And it was so not useful because it didn't really look at what small, how small businesses act or what they needed. Um, today, you have the oracles of the world who are not just providing enterprise, you know, and it's not just Oracle, it's, it's Microsoft and IBM, and it's all mm-hmm. these big tech companies who are sitting there saying, this is maybe we had to prove that small business was real and they were going to stick around for it, but this is real. So let's create real programs for these businesses that these business owners can actually use and implement and support. And that's going to grow with them. That's right. the whole thing. When you're shopping for a system, make sure it's scalable. Um, right. Not that you're going to be the next Mark Zuckerberg, but your goal is to grow and you want a system that grow that serves you today and is going to serve you tomorrow because you don't want to keep shopping for systems. Right. And, 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 and it's efficient and it's effective. And maybe the onboarding process is simple. You know, you have to weigh, you know, what, what uh, features and benefits are most important to your business. But, but now I, I have one more topic I want to talk to you about, and that's digital transformation. But before we get to that, it, it you know, what we're, what we're really saying here to people who are listening to our podcast is uh, a few things. We're saying, Get your time management in order, right? So that you run a more effective, more efficient business. Guard your time like it's currency. Um, Spend time in the clouds of your business. Understand where you've been, where you are, where you're going, uh, and, and how technology can help you get to where you want to go. Technology can make you a faster, more efficient company. Uh, you, you know, you mentioned voice assistants, which can really, uh, you know, and artificial intelligence products, which really can yes. cut down on the mundane task. You know, they can, they can automate the parts of your business that will free up your employees to do more custom solutions. So really what you're talking about is you're reconfiguring your team to make them uh, as efficient as a 
as possible and as productive as possible so that they can track the customer journey, that they can establish and maintain and build those relationships with existing customers while growing the pipeline. So these are all things that, you know, you got to write down and you got to say, you know, and it doesn't have to happen this week. You know, give yourself six months, give yourself enough time so that you don't feel strangled by the objectives that you set out for yourself. Right. But but be, everything you said, including the time management and, and going on to what you said we're going to talk about next, the di- digital transformation of your company, it's really all comes down. Everything is technology. Everything. Yes. So at CES, so uh, I was I spent all my time at CES in what they called the design and sourcing booth, which mm-hmm. was a collaboration between the parent of CTS, CTA and Alibaba. And it was amazing to me, just amazing to me, the, the, the products that exist, the, the stuff that where in the old days, if you saw something, and I don't want to offend anybody, but if you saw something that was made in China, you kind of thought it was going to be cheap and whatever. It's not. So keep, open your mind to where you can get stuff today to, to sell. Because the bottom line is, is you want to, it's all about your margin, right? It's mm-hmm. all about you finding stuff to buy cheap enough that you can mark it up to a price that people still want to pay, but you need to make money. Because the, the thing that I think so many entrepreneurs overlook, sales don't mean anything. Sales right. mean nothing. It's profit. You can profit sell a lot. Right. If you can sell a lot and if you don't have any profits at the end of the day, you can be a five million, five billion dollar business and go out of business because you're spending right. 10. Right. So that, that's what you have to look at. And everything that's going to change everything is technology. Look at the new technologies. Look at don't be afraid of going global, of expanding your market, because technology makes every single part of that easier. Mm-hmm. Every part. Easier. So digital transformation. You wrote a great blog post for the Oracle SMB experts page uh, on three reasons business owners need to embrace digital transformation. Let's talk about that. So you had one was for your customers, one was for your employees, and one was for your business, right? Yes. All right. So let's start with the customers. Why do business owners need to fully embrace digital transformation for their customers? Because customers are embracing it, right? People mm-hmm. have never been patient, but now they're they're less patient. And so people will go into a certain store and maybe it's a bigger store than your store and have a certain experience or they'll go to a certain service provider. And then when they go shop with you or do business with you, they don't expect they don't expect you to act like a department store, but they expect certain things. People don't want to wait online. So one of the things in terms of digitally transforming your business is um, is giving everybody a mobile device, right, that ties into a POS system that you can check people out. They don't have to go wait online for a cash register. And restaurants are doing this now. Small restaurants are arming their servers with these um the, with mobile devices, right? That the, mm-hmm. the server can come to the table and do the bill right then and there. And the interesting thing that we've seen from that, I've seen two surveys that said this, is that servers that do that, that check you check people out while they're standing there, get bigger tips. Whether so, it's, you know, so, so everybody wins. 
So from from obviously from the customer's perspective, it, it really puts a strain on loyalty if yes. you are behind the curve. You know, you can only expect so much loyalty from customers before they say, you know what? I love going to that store or I love working with that company, but it just it's a waste of my time. It takes too long. I can't get the product in time. They're always out of stock or whatever the 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 excuses are, but but you're you're testing the loyalty of your customers if you're not delivering for right. them. Right. Because think about this, your customers are armed with their own technology, right? Their phone, smartphones are more powerful than the most powerful computer was five years ago, right? So they're sitting there and if they're standing in line and that line doesn't look like it's moving because you only have two people checking people out, they can go on their smartphone and see if they can find whatever that is that you're selling somewhere else nearby. Or can they order it online? Because at this point, you're just wasting their time. And so it's about serving that customer and making sure that they're happy. And technology is going to help you do that. But the other thing that helps you do that to get into the point two of digital transformation is your employees. Because Mm -hmm. in general, you're not necessarily the person they're waiting on those customers. It's your, it's your staff. And so you want to make your staff happy. Your staff, happy staffs make happy customers. 100% agree. You empower them. You empower them. And it shows that you're in your company. Now, there's in, in Thomas Friedman's book, Thank You for Being Late, which I thought was absolutely fantastic, but such a great read on technology. Um, you know, he talks about the the learning curve, the, the curve, the technology curve versus the um, kind of like the employee learning curve, right? And that technology has far surpassed the, the learning curve of employees, meaning that uh, what Andrew Sherman describes in his book, The Crisis of Disengagement, is that, you know, now we have, un, you know, a very uh, unhappy employees, they're disengaged, they're disenfranchised or unmotivated. And that is in part because of how kind of the, the, the chaos that's happening right now in the digital transformation that customers are way ahead of yes. employee of, of companies in terms of embracing and onboarding digital transformation. And that has made employees the way they are. Exactly. Now, do you agree with that? Okay. Yes, I do. Because so the, the idea, because who so uh, uh, customers unhappy because things aren't moving along quickly enough the customer's going to take it out on that employee so that employee feels like they're being abused for no reason and it's not it's not their fault and what this takes me back to um Brian a very long time ago uh, probably at the beginning of when we started working um together but during the the initial technology revolution in small businesses um there was a survey done between, um, at the time, it was Gen X employees, you know, Gen X are now yeah. in their 40s and 50s, but it was among Gen X employees because they were young and they're baby boomer or older bosses. And 
the bosses were saying, my employees are, you know, this computer thing. It's just not productive. They're wasting time. They're just staring at their computer screens. They're not doing anything. And the employees said, my connection is so slow. I sit there and stare at my screen for so long, waiting for (laughs) something to come up. It's still the same today. The employees are smarter. They're savvier. They know what exists. And if you don't keep up with the technology, you're just doing you're angering them, which is in turn going to turn off your your customers. And when you go down to the third part of it, tying it all together, there was um, a survey from Infusionsoft, which is a marketing automation company, but they surveyed business owners, small business owners, and found that they were not indeed, um, they said they were embracing digital technology, but they really weren't. They yeah. Or they weren't doing it enough, or they weren't doing it quickly enough. Only 30% said they were going to invest more in um, digital advertising in SEO. Well, you know what? If that's where people are today, 30% is not going to cut it. You know, if if 75% of the market is online and you're advertising the old way cuz that's how you've always done it, you're not you're 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 missing your customer base and someone else is not. That's the whole thing. Your competitors are not. So you have to step that up. You have to step up and and spend more. You know, you have it's like you said, get up in those clouds and look at where am I spending my money? Where am I investing in marketing, in advertising? And is that the way my market is going? Where do I spend? Where does my market spend their time? And you have to start making that shift. Right. I love this entire conversation. I think it is everything that uh, owners of growing companies and even startups, you know, it's never too early to start embracing some of these uh, you know, programs and concepts and, mm-hmm. and putting them into your business. But uh, it, we've come to that time. As always, Reva, <laughs> whenever I talk to you or do a tweet chats with you, the time flies. So uh, this has been absolutely uh, fantastic. I think that, uh, and I hope that the listeners of this um, podcast uh, come away with, um, you know, at least a couple of pages of notes and uh, that they're able to incorporate into their business starting today. But uh, if people wanted to reach out to you for more information or to connect with you or follow up questions, what's the best way they can reach you? So two ways. You can email me, um, Reva, R-I-E-V-A at smallbizdaily.com or hit me up on Twitter. And it, on Twitter, it's just Reva, R-I-E-V-A. And I'm, I love talking to people. So I'm happy to engage. And, um, you know, I... I like you, and you know this about me, my goal is just to make business owners smarter. And yeah. so I, that's, I'm just happy to help any way that I can. Well, I, I'm sure they appreciate it. And um, I would definitely recommend they look into buying your book with Barry Moltz, Small Business Hacks, 100 Shortcuts to Success. Uh, I thank you, Reva. This has been great. And um I'm sure we'll have you back on the uh, Small Business Edge podcast sometime in 2018 to talk about all the things that we weren't able to cover today. Yeah. And uh, I will, uh, and for everyone listening, um, if you have any questions, you can reach me, Brian Moran, uh, at uh, Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at smallbusinessedge.com, or you can find me on Twitter at Brian Moran, B-R-I-A-N-M-O-R-A-N. Thank you, everybody, Um, and we will see you on the next uh, edition of the Small Business Edge podcast. Have a great day.
You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Oracle. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.